we have talked before about the Buffalo 10. It's a cigar, people. The Buffalo 10 cigar comes as a natural, comes as a Maduro. And what we like about it is it's an extremely low price point for a very serviceable cigar. You want it on the golf course. You want to bring a cigar for everybody. You want to use it for yard work. It just works. It's a very easy smoke, but it's made by the people at Arista Cigars. This is the midnight. This feels like a big pup for a Robusto. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz, and that right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. This, this dark Ecuadorian Habano wrapper. Look at that thing, mottled black. The oil on that, the feel is 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 silky, but not necessarily suede. It's got an Ecuadorian Connecticut chain binder, which is kind of unique. Nicaraguan, Dominican, and uh, from the U.S. in the filler, doing the robusto right here. Fingers Malloy, are you ready for this? It's stocky. It's a five by fifty-four in a box press, which means it's five inches long. <laughs> Always makes Fingers Malloy laugh. And the ring gauge is a 54. That's the diameter of the cigar or how thick it is around. <laughs> now, if it's a 64 ring gauge, it would be a full one inch around. But as a box press Robusto, I love everything about this hand feel. This feels like a billy club. Yeah, it does. I mean, it, it's hard to say uh, a Robusto is beefy. So I'm going with stocky. Right. <laughs> a Robusto is always in that five inch uh, range right there. And it's not normally my size. I like Toros. Give me something that is five and three quarter, six and a half. I, I'm, I'm usually a Churchill guy at that seven inch uh, size. It's one of the reasons I, I, I like the Lancero so much in, in, in that size. It just It works for me. Balance wise, it works for me in terms of hand feel and in terms of time that I want to give uh, to a cigar. But sometimes a good Robusto will get you through, baby. Yeah, and this wrapper, like you mentioned, it's beautiful. It's almost got like a, it looks like a Hershey's dark chocolate. Right? Yeah. Exactly what it is. Don't chew. Don't bite. <laughs> Whatever it is you do. Uh, we met these guys at the Premium Cigar Association trade show in, in Las Vegas. I've spoken to them over the last couple of years. Just like what it is that they're doing and how they do it and how they present it. Some of their other cigars, they do the big poppy. David Ortiz uh, cigar and some others. Certainly they do things on the lower uh, cost side. They also do the Puro Ambar, A-M-B-A-R, which I thought was a nice smoke. Finding things where the, the price point works and the flavor profile is there. That's not always an easy one-two punch because sometimes the lower cost items are lower cost for a reason. But sometimes you want the cigar that's just pleasant, that didn't cost you. You know you're not getting something in the level of gourmet. You know you're not getting those rarer tobaccos. But sometimes you don't want to spend $22 a freaking stick or $42 a freaking stick. Not everybody, Fingers Malloy, is me and just willing to spend whatever for the cigars they want. Yeah, that's why I love the Buffalo 10 so much. Uh, uh, to me, you know, the Connecticut, the Maduro, uh, they're both great golf course cigars. Uh but you know, at, at that price point, I mean, what are we talking for a Buffalo Ten? Maybe six ninety nine. Yeah, six seven bucks. Uh, you get a lot of value there, a lot of bang for your buck. So I really like what they do. You want to take the cigar, even though it's a robusto five inch. Do like you do every other cigar: first third, second third, final third. Get out your notebooks. What did you eat today? What did you drink today? Weirdly enough, 
the fall temperatures have finally come here in Indianapolis. So it's like a weekend in the, in the 60s. But the early part of the week, highs of 85. It's crazy. There's no humidity. It is a dream. Sun has been shining and, and terrific. So that will change your palate. It'll change, you know, the saliva and, and how you, you taste things. What would you eat? What did you drink? Do I want to know, Fingers Malloy? It'll be a very boring conversation. You are ruining the favorite of favorite segments. I what did it. Fingers eat today? It's weird because I'm fatter than I've ever been, and yet I'm not eating all that much. You know what your problem is? Mm. You don't have a working metabolism. you got to eat more. Oh, I see what you're saying. You actually have to eat more to lose weight. So the Kit Kat diet. Oh. 75 Kit Kats a day. Doctor approved. <laughs> Doctor approved. And then you take the cigar and you break it up into thirds. Write it down. First third, second third, final third. Not physically. In your eye. And then what are the flavors that you get out of this cigar? Arista. A-R... Ar, sorry, I said Arista. Artista. A-R-T-I-S-T-A. Artista Midnight is the name of the cigar. I can't believe I just pronounced it wrong. I got to go back and fix that in post. And then you, you write down what the flavors you're getting out of it. And when you go back and you try that cigar a few months later, you write those flavors down again. Next thing you know, you're taking a look. Oh, I picked this out. I picked that out. That's the flavors you get out of a cigar. You're learning more about your palate. Yeah, for me, you know, we just lit this, and there's a nice bit of spice that's hitting uh, with just a, a tad bit of coffee. Uh, I'm wondering how this is going to change over the, the course of the, of the smoke, but that spice hits you right away. It's, you're, you're an interesting dude. You are, because I've got some spice, but it's not like it's overwhelming. It's there on the tongue. It's there on the, on the, on the top of the palate, mm -hmm. on the roof of the mouth. I'm not saying it's uh, overwhelming. That, that it's there. Um, it, this is also, I actually find this to be a touch fruity. Mm. Uh, it's, it's, it's thick, right? There, there's a, certainly a richness. You're talking about this. The, the, and and you're, you're right, the Habana leaf, right? That's going to give you that spice, yet it's not hitting me. In an overwhelming way, maybe it'll it'll build, right? Maybe yeah. it'll grow with a Habano wrapper. You, you would you would expect such a thing, but it's there's like this earthy fruity that's going on that, and it's like a which was weird, like like I guess in the cherries is where I, I would put it. Um, so far, making me super happy. So you brought up earlier about what you put in your notebook. What did you eat that day? What did you drink that day? Well, my diet today has been basically coffee, coffee, coffee. So is that, that right? May, that may be having an influence on my palate. But that, that spice that I'm talking about isn't overwhelming. It's just the first thing that I noticed as we've gotten into the first third of the cigar. I guess my point is that if, if, if sometimes you can think of spice as this overwhelming thing. Mm -hmm. The spice is there, but there's, a, there's, there's something very flavorful uh, going on. And, and I could even appreciate that this isn't you know everybody's flavor. These things are right now working for me. This, there's, a, there's a richness to this cigar and earth to this cigar for sure. The Artista Midnight. I, I feel bad. I don't know why I pronounced it wrong. I know these people. I know the brand. But by the way, you notice we, 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 we do it, people. We don't, we, we, we don't, we're not going to go back and fix it in post, actually. It turns out we don't have the budget. <laughs> well, you said it. And it completely... I was going to send it to Lucasfilm oh, and, uh, and have them uh, kind of master it out. I didn't even notice it. Yeah, but I should. I it's know. my job, people. Well, it's my job to listen and be able to, to pick out that you, you, you mispronounced the name, but I, I didn't notice it either. So we're both at fault. We're both wow. to blame. What's happening to us? 
you want to check the cigar out, find it at your local tobacconist. The question, Fingers Malloy, is this in your humidor at $10 a stick? I mean, too soon to tell so far, but I'm at this point, if you were going to put a gun to my head, I would, I would lean yes. The issue for people is going to be, wait, it's only a Robusto and it's 10 bucks. Yeah. That's what people are going to say. If it was $8, yes. $10, don't I want a little bit more cigar out of this, a little bit more value out of this? And the answer is, it depends on what you like, kitten. If kitten? it's the oh, Boo Bear, Schmoo, Pookie. If it's got the flavors you like, well, then my gosh, go with it. Every day, the Artista Midnight Artista Cigars. It's the most wonderful time of the year. C- Christmas? No, no, no. Dollaritas. Ah. Tea, drink, smoke. I'm Tony Katz, and that right there is Fingers Malloy. Applebee's. Can I get a hand? Oh, Applebee's, yeah. Have you tried the potato skins? They're outstanding. Have you had their chicken kaboom? Damn you. I was going for chicken kaboom. Wait till we put that recipe out. It is going to be gold. Have we put that recipe out no, yet? No, we, uh, we we have to create it first. We, have, we got the chicken part down. Mm-hmm. We're still trying to perfect the kaboom. I think it has something with marzipan. Applebee's, that's gross. Bringing back the dollar margar- margarita. They're hoping to boost uh, sales. Uh, they put the commercial out during uh, the Jets-Chiefs game, which, of course, was known as Taylor Swift-Arama. Ugh. Thank God you said that, because we are not getting into the insanity. The NFL is embarrassing itself. Embarrassing itself with this whole Taylor Swift. She's dating Travis Kelsey. That's today. (laughs) Lord only knows what's going to happen next week. Stop this. Just focus on the games and have fun. I have hope that their love is pure. Yeah, well, not pure is the Dollar Rita. (laughs) From Applebee's. But it's back, and I'm not here to tell you not to. I'm here to tell you... Um, if you do, uh, take video and send it to us at uh, eatdrinksmokeshow.com. Artista Cigars is what we're smoking. Caught up with the guys when we were in Vegas to talk about what's happening in the world, what's happening specifically with manufacturing in the Dominican. That, everybody, is Ram from Artista Cigars. This is the third year we've had the chance to speak and, and hang out, and, and you still look incredibly young. But I will admit to you that when we first spoke, you were a child. And now you're a child with a beard. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much, Tony. Uh, so <laughs> we know you, not only the Artista brand, and when we first met, it was El Artista, and you guys shortened it to Artista. But you make, pound for pound, one of the best value cigars in that, that's available in the United States, which is the Buffalo 10. The Buffalo 10 Maduro is an absolutely fantastic smoke. We've included it on best of lists. We've included it lists that people should use. You know, we do the list of the cigar picks for the Indianapolis 500, where we're from in Indianapolis. That's on the list. Uh, it continues to be a powerhouse. Quality and price matter. So how do you build a quality cigar at a price point that puts it under $10 in most places across the country? So honestly, it, I think we have the odds on our favor just uh, by the fact that we are leaf growers. That happens to also have a cigar factory. That really helps. Uh, and we control almost everything. Uh, we, we make our own boxes. We make our own, uh, we do our own distribution. Um, that's kind of part of, of the little things that helps us uh, to, to bring a product uh, with such an outstanding value to the market. 
we've seen in, in the in the wake of COVID, right? The big popularity spike of COVID, yep. and then people having to deal with the fact that markets soften. The people who don't have the vertical integration that you have, all of the pieces, the 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 actual um, uh, fields, etc. You know, the the places to grow. Are they feeling a strain? Are you seeing them have have issues? Unfortunately, a little bit, yes. Uh, right now, I think the biggest threat we have down uh, there in, in the DR and, and, and in Central America is the fact that there's not enough tobacco for the demand. Uh, we've been eating all of our stocks uh, during the boom we had in the pandemic and post-pandemic. Uh, there was just too much cigar consumption. Uh, so most of the warehouses are getting a little bit empty. Really? Yes. Uh, but we're getting there. You know, of course, I'm not only us as a factory, but also uh, our friends in, in, in Honduras and in Nicaragua. Mm -hmm. uh, we're doing a very good job uh, trying to recover on that side. Uh, the demand is here is more stable already in the U.S., but in Europe, it's growing. It's still booming. So what we're hearing, talking to Ram Rodriguez of Artista Cigars, what we're hearing about in Europe is that they're having serious issues getting Cuban cigars, and they don't have the embargo issues that the United States have. So it, it's it's a very standard thing to smoke Cubans in, in lots of places in Europe, even though they also have very high taxation, those kinds of issues. But they're having trouble getting Cubans, so that has created an opportunity for other manufacturers to get in and, and find the market uh, places. Do you agree? That's correct, that's correct. And actually a lot of distributors that were only Cuban cigars uh, exclusive, they're not ex exclusive anymore. I know a couple so in, in the EU. Up. Yes, and uh, for you to have a Casa de la Habano, which is like a Cuban cigar shop, you can only sell Cuban cigars. A lot of those companies, what they're doing is that they are losing, like uh, removing does the right to have that, and um, they have become, it's like an Habano specialist or something like that, where they can also have some other brands. So they created a new designation. Exactly, so they created a new designation, and leaving some room for, for some other brands. Talk to me about what we're smoking right now, the, this Artista. I went with something a little more mild uh, for for the interview. It's the PCA, Premium Cigar Association Show. There's a lot to smoke. Um, See, yeah. you gotta pace yourself, <laughs> kiddos. Talk to me about this cigar right here so, and this unique box press. Yes, yes. Uh, everybody likes uh, our the way we press our cigar, so we decide to focus a little bit more on that. And in these products that we have here, the Artista series, uh, they are all box press. Uh, we have it in Robusto and Toro. What we are smoking right now is the Artista Harvest. Right. Uh, it's a medium body cigar, uh, Dominican filler and binders. The wrapper is Sumatra from our farms in Ecuador. Uh, good medium cigar, a lot of sweet notes uh, on it, some hints of citric notes on it as well. Very good cigar. Yeah, so um, in first of all, the, this box press is pretty cool because it's almost an oval. It's it's really interesting because sometimes we'll we'll come across what what Fingers Malloy and I call like a soft box press. Yeah, right. It's does it doesn't have close to hard edges or, or squared off. This is this is uniquely oval, um, where you have one side that's truly flat and everything else kind of kind of rounds around. Yep. So is that specific to you or just, hey, this is a shape that I always liked? Is this so you can go golfing, you can lay it down? What is the, the, the purpose so, here? Me personally, I'm, I'm a big fan of box press. Um, uh, I me always too. give the silly joke that uh, 
What I like about box press is that in the factory, I'm always moving around. And when I put a box press anywhere, it won't fall off. So, <laughs> exactly. You see? You can shake right. it. Look at that. <laughs> that's, that's the test. That's a test you just saw live, people. There you go. <laughs> right there. I don't know who put their hands up there, yeah. but we're about to get very close. Um, but is it? does it have history? We had heard that the history of the box press has to do with the rollers in Cuba so it didn't fall off their tables while the winds were blowing. So, Some people have said it's because of packaging. You can fit more in a box. Uh, so the truth is that it was just a mistake. The cigars... Uh, originally, like they didn't make it uh, thin enough, the ring gauge, so it didn't fit in the box. And they were like, yeah, just put a nail on it. And the cigars got pressed inside. And that's kind of how box press cigars came. Of course. Yeah. It's like how they created the microwave. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Chocolate melts are like, wait a second. Yeah. This has an application. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where can people find your work if they want to look you up? Where do they go? Social media, we are uh, at Artista Cigars on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, on our website, artistacigars.com. Ram, it's always a pleasure, man. The pleasure is all mine, Absolutely, my absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> Stay tuned. We have much more coming up. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. So busy talking about the end of real estate. <laughs> it's not the end. It's just not good. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz, and that is Fingers Malloy. Find everything at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. We forgot news of the week, Fingers Malloy. This is where every week, Fingers Malloy, who is known in newsrooms across America as Johnny Good News. That is so true. He brings you the news that you must have, and if you don't have it, you will um, probably get gout. The The gout. I think, oh, they, call, they, call I think it? they call it the gout. Is it like the internet and the web? Yeah, except instead of uh, pain every day, uh, sinking the soul, sucking the soul out of your body, getting on the internet, looking at social media, it's a pain in your foot. Uh, it's the same thing, though. Ah, same much. exact thing. It is time for News of the Week. Well, Tony, I know uh, you were just talking the other day how you uh, were, wanted to visit Paris. I was thinking about visiting Paris, and then I realized... I've already been to Paris. Oh. And uh, right now, I don't think I'm going back. But the future, yes. Well, just 10 months before the opening of the Paris 2024 Summer Olympics, the French capital is battling an invasion of bedbugs. And it's, it's, it's really, really bad. According to CBS News... I believe, I by the way, they're referred to as Canadians. Oh. see, And where can everyone uh, from the great uh, up north there... The Great yeah, White North? The Great Up North, the Great White North, the Great, the great Up North? The Great Up North. That's what oh, we call it in Michigan. Oh, they can reach me at fingers at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. Uh, so apparently, these bed bugs. The Great Up North. The Great You're Up North. The Great Up North. Didn't call it the Great. <laughs> I didn't call it the Great Down South. <laughs> Thank you for correcting me. Uh, the tiny pests <laughs> were first reported in hotels. In vacation rental apartments across the city during the summer. You think, oh, that's that's typical. Now they're being seen on public trains. That's how bad it's gotten. What I cannot put together, and, and I think that there are some answers that I could probably come to. I just don't know if they're accurate. These things that have been happening, these things... Like, why would bed bugs be coming back 
you think that's something we've got under control. Vegas can have an outbreak of bed bugs, and then they, they, they take care of it in the rooms that it's in, and everything's fine. A whole city as modern as Paris? Anybody else find that weird? Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> people are coming from all over the world to visit Paris, so I can see it. Can I tell you uh, a little bit about my travel nightmare story from last weekend? You went to Paris? No, I... Yes, searching for answers to questions that bothered me, so... Oh. It's a little Jimmy Buffett for you. Uh, But, uh, no, I I went to Detroit, which is called the Paris of Michigan. That's what they call it. Damn, you stole my line again. (laughs) God, I hate you. They also call it the the great up north, Michigan. Uh, So I went up there... No, no, no. I believe Detroit is referred to as the great up yours. (laughs) I believe, if I understand it right. That's true. So... Uh, I booked a hotel room up there. I had to, uh, unfortunately, family member had passed away and uh, had to attend a funeral up there. I accidentally booked this room. Uh, it said in the app, and it's a chain that I normally like to uh, use. Does for it sound my, like Bolliday Finn? No, it's a little higher up on the scale than that. Uh, but uh, let's just say this particular hotel has a courtyard. Oh, so... I, I, God, I, we just kill our sponsor opportunities every damn so I, second. I swipe right. It says uh, to continue to book. I swipe right thinking, okay, I'll go and look at the price and everything. And it, it just in the app said, your books. Congratulations. And I was like, oh, okay. So I got on the, the Google machine uh, to see what is around this hotel that I could maybe get a bite to eat or maybe you know find a cigar lounge. And I saw the reviews for it. And... Immediately, my heart sank because uh, I booked it the day of, so there was no canceling the reservation, and it was oh my goodness! It looks like what this property should look like on the outside and in the lobby, but uh, holy, holy cow! On the in the rooms, the the wallpapers peeling off, and there's black mold in in. The, in the bathrooms and all this. I was like, this does not sound like a hotel that has a courtyard in it. Uh, the, the, that chain does not sound like it meets the standard. And boy, I checked in. I go to check in 8.30 in the morning. Did they look at you and go, really? <laughs> so my room wasn't ready. And I said, okay, well, I have to uh, go to this funeral. I have to dress for this funeral. Do you have a public restroom that I could use to change my clothes? They said, sure, it's right around the corner. I walk by the indoor pool. Big sign. It's closed for maintenance. I'm like, oh, that's not good. And then I go in the bathroom. There's a trash bag over one. uh, The only urinal that's in the bathroom, there's a trash bag over it with a sign saying, do not use. I go into the stall to try to change my clothes and someone uh, made a mess. Let's just say their aim was poor. I said, I can't stay here. So I turn around and I go out to the uh, the front desk. I said, listen, I have a question about my reservation. They pull it up and say, what is that? I said, can I cancel this? Can we just agree to disagree? And <laughs> this never happened? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, the, the, I'm going to back out of here like Homer into the <laughs> Ivy. <laughs> but the fine gentleman said, I'm, I'm sorry, but uh, you cannot cancel day of without uh, forfeiting your entire night stay, the whole raid. I was like, ugh. But he said, I do have a room for you now. Didn't have a room for me before, but had a room for me now. I, ch- I went into the bathroom. 
of the uh, the the hotel room. I was pleasantly surprised to not see any black mold, but the whole room smelled uh, like your uncle's basement without a oh yeah without a, a dehumidifier. Uh, oh. uh, yeah, it was it was it was mildew moist. I was uh, going to go for Abercrombie and Fitch after party. <laughs> and the way you just said mildew and moist, I may have been close. It was, it, I looked around, it looked like they vacuumed the floor. Uh, it was weird though. I think I took a picture of it. The, uh, we call it a valance that's above the, right. the curtain. There were like s- s- some stickers that they had put over the seam. I have no idea what was going on there. And then the pillows. The pillows had this kind of mutant funk that was uh, part B.O., uh, part mildew, and part curry. I don't know. Uh, but I don't, even, I, I, I don't even have a joke for that. That just sounds so... Because curry in and of itself... Beautiful on your pillow with the other thing. Yeah, oh, I, I would do a curry sand pillow, guaranteed. But the other things, that, that's that's not what you want. Yeah. So I uh, <laughs> I stayed the night. I sprayed cologne on my pillows <laughs> and left, hoping that that would do something. That was the best I could do. I should have gone and uh, gotten some uh, Febreze. What kind of cologne does Fingers Malloy wear? What kind of cologne do I wear? Yeah. Uh, well, Dracar Noir. Ah, because it's 1988 no, no. all over again. No, actually, I, I, I currently have uh, Eternity for Men is what I wear. Is that right? Yes. What no, do you wear? A nun. You don't wear cologne at all? Just my natural musk, baby. Well, what do you do when you check into a hotel room that stinks? Fingers, have we met? At my, at, I was going to St. Augustine, Florida. Mm-hmm. And I brought my wife's parents with us. The first kid was just born, and I had gotten two hotel rooms. And I was I was broke beyond broke. Mm-hmm. Checked in, walked into the rooms, and said, "Nope." Got out, said, "Everybody back in the cars." <laughs> Found the best hotel in St. Augustine, and just said, "Here's my money. Wow. I'll figure it out later." God bless Can't you. Can't do it. I was all by myself, and I thought I'm not gonna. I'm not going to eat $160. I'll figure out a way to get through the night. $160? Yeah. With taxes and everything. Yeah. Yeah. But it at least gave me this story, which at the end of the day, it's all that matters. Honestly, we have now heard this story. This story is worth $42.95. <laughs> you should have stayed at a roadway or something like that. That's, that's this kind of story. A courtyard that's, by that's, roadway? Uh, this is not $160 worth of story. Oh, you got hosed. Yeah. Hosed. You will not get hosed with the cigar. Artista. Check it out. There are some names you see when you go to a liquor store, and sometimes you just walk right by them because you're like, oh, that's old school. Oh, man, that's, that's, that's what my, my grandpa drank or my, or my, or my great uncle or my great, 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 great uncle. Maybe you had one. I, I don't know. One of those names is George Dickel. And as Fingers Malloy was working his way through the local liquor store, he came across George Dickel, Tennessee, single barrel whiskey, aged 15 years. And he said, I'm in. I'm in. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. And that right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. This is it in my hand. It's actually a pretty, it's a pretty bottle. It's almost decanter-esque. The George Dickel Tennessee whiskey, single barrel. It's Tennessee whiskey, 
because just like Jack Daniels, it uses the charcoal filtering. And because you're doing that, it's no longer considered bourbon. There are rules to these things, people. Now, of course, it follows the basic rules. It's at least 51% corn. This is 84% corn, which would make you think it's going to be rather sweet. 8% rye, 8% malted barley. But utilizing that charcoal filtering, it is no longer bourbon. That's not the rules of bourbon. The rules of bourbon can be found in our book, Let's Go Bourbon, which is we're working on the second edition of that right now. We realized after writing the book, we got a lot of enhancements we need to do to this thing. This should have been a much fuller fuller feel. The first book is chock full of information. Now we want to make it a book. We feel we really got it more to our liking with Let's Go Barbecue, which is also available at Amazon.com. Uh, but Tickle's one of those names, man, where you're like, yeah, I don't drink that stuff. That's that's a, uh, oh that's 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 in the well, right? No, no, that's what's underneath the well. That I think that's how the name gets treated. I'm not trying to be rude. I'm just discussing honestly. I think how people view things in their head because of marketing and 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 other things like that. Yeah, sure. But what really caught my eye was the the 15 years that it's aged, and uh, you know, and I also felt like you know we we've done some Tennessee whiskey, but not not a lot, and I thought. Why don't we try something different here? And the name intrigued me because I can't think off the top of my head if I've actually had any uh, anything from George Dickel. Oh, I can honestly say never. I can honestly say I have never, ever, ever had a George Dickel product. So I think it's it's time uh, to, to do that. Now, fingers, uh, we have got this poured in our Glen Cairn glass. We always start it neat. It is. It's, it's a dark copper right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you look at that, that's what you've got. It's, it's, it's a very pretty look. Uh, it doesn't necessarily stick to the glass in any way, shape, or form in terms of the viscosity. Mm. For me, apple hits me right on the right nose. Right on the nose? And some oak. But it, it's sweeter than I thought. I thought it would... Well, it, it's sweeter than I thought. I was expecting that on the palate, not so much... Uh, on the nose because of the 88 or the, yeah, the 88% corn. Uh, did I have the right? Was it 88% yes. corn? Thank you very much. I appreciate you being there. Fingers with the fact check. 88% corn, 8% rye, 8% malted barley. That is, wait, wait, 88, 8, and 8? Yes. How can we 88, 8, and 8? Well, let's, all right. I, did I say 88? Yes. 84. Thank you. I apologize. 84. 8s are wild. 8 and 8. Whew. Losing my head. I couldn't say artistas before with artistas cigars. <laughs> now this, my The gosh. fact checkers are working overtime on this episode. They are not there with the New York Times or Facebook. They're here <laughs> with Eat, Drink, Smoke. <laughs> it is a sweeter, sweeter thing, but there is, it's not a touch of ethanol. There's something in the background that I don't know if it's the most pleasant thing. There's something weird in the background. It's not ethanol, which would be that alcohol kind of, of, of nose that you sometimes get. What is that, Fingers? Is it like a mossy? It's actually not a bad call, dude. It's a, it, it's a touch musty. Okay. It is. That's, that's exact. Nicely done. Wow. It, but it's not off-putting. Here's the thing. I, I feel like this has changed three or four times every time i go in it's like a little bit something a little bit different is hitting me like i didn't really pick out that 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 mossy kind of musty note until you mentioned it 
to me, it's that there's apple and oak, and maybe a touch of vanilla. I got the vanilla because of that sweetness, and then that what was behind it, that musty. But it, it, it's a beautiful look, and it's actually kind of a. It's 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 it is a nice nose, you know. Doesn't yeah. does doesn't make me go, oh dear, sweet baby love, but it's it's nice. But but you have to get your nose in that glass, it's which not, is why I like a Glencairn glass so much, right? It's got the foot and then it bows out and it comes back in, and you can get your full schnoz in there and really take it in, really get an idea of it. And you're right, fingers. It has changed in the nose. Uh, certainly, that, I didn't pick up that 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 musty at first. It came uh, came later in it. The George Dickel Tennessee Whiskey Single Barrel, fifteen years. Uh, fingers, uh, I have. A, by the way, it says aged at least fifteen years. We oh, clear the clarity. So it may be fifteen years in a month. Could be fifteen years in a day. Fingers, wow, Malloy. Fifteen years plus one. Fingers, are you ready for this? I've been ready for this all day. We are starting it with the Kentucky Chew. We do it neat, of course, then decide whether we're going to bring it to a cube, whether we're going to add a little bit of water or just some ice chips. He's doing the Kentucky Chew, moving it around the palate, get an idea of the flavors. Sometimes you want to take two sips, the first to set the taste buds, the second to really get an idea of the flavors. Fingers, you're right there. Yeah. Uh, not at all what... I've experienced with Tennessee whiskey in the past. And, you know, so much of it is based on drinking Jack, right? right. So there's not that banana that you would expect, uh, that that uh, signature Jack Daniels note. Uh, there's vanilla. There's oak. Uh, and maybe some leather. It's not as sweet as I thought it was going to be. I mean, when you get, you know, when you're talking 84% corn on the mash bill, I, I feel like it's sweeter on the nose than it is. On the palate, I'm so it's weird when when that happens. Yeah, so I'm going to be very. I'm curious. going in the George Dickel Tennessee whiskey single barrel, aged at least 15 years. Here I go, fingers Malloy. Here he's, I am. I'm going now, fingers. He's here. Going, I go. He's going in, ladies and gentlemen. And he's doing like what we refer to as the Saginaw swish, and he's still swishing, and he's swishing a little more. Oh, that's better than I thought it would be. Oh, that is, that is sweet. There, oh yeah, not amazing. Oh man, um, it's it's a little vanilla. It's a little chocolate. Mm. There's a there's a there's a there's a hint a hint of oak. <laughs> um, oh, that's nice. That is. That is that is a nice, nice flavor that's lingering on the tongue. I am floored. Wow! Why were you expecting it not to uh, meet to your standards? I I because I didn't know what to expect at all. Okay, and that's a really unique flavor. Like that works neat, but I want to bring it to a cube. It's it's like a van- it's a vanilla and it's a chocolate, and and it's and it's that. I don't know. It doesn't taste musty, but touch of oak behind it. No sting. No burn. No. Slightest heat in the center chest. Now, is it in our liquor cabinet? Well, that all depends on the price. We will get to that coming up. Find everything at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Eat, Drink, Smoke. It is your cigar bourbon foodie extravaganza. I'm Tony Katz, and that right there is Fingers Malloy. Find everything we do at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. 
drinking the George Dickel Tennessee whiskey single barrel aged at least 15 years. Uh, this is kind of fascinating. And Fingers and I get different flavors out of this. Fingers, you're getting the leathers and, and the woods out of this. Mm-hmm. Out of and this a whiskey. little vanilla. And I get vanilla and chocolate. That's what I get. A little hint of oak coming uh, from behind. It's a unique, unique profile. Aged at least 15 years. There's a lot going on here. And this is a Tennessee whiskey, not a bourbon because it is charcoal filtered. And because of that extra process, it cannot be listed as a bourbon by law. The question, Fingers, is, is this in your liquor cabinet? And there's only one way to know it. we got to move it to a cube, son. Oh, you're right. Or we got to add a little bit of water. Hold on. I'm going to drink the excess water out of this this thing right here. Hold on. You, you, you I'm gonna, what I'm going to do, while Tony takes a shot of ice water to clean his rocks glass out, Ooh, I am, I'm taking a, a little bit of cool water from that melted ice cube and putting it right in my Tennessee whiskey. Yeah, I just do mine right on the big rock. Water brings down proof. By the way, did I even talk about the proof? You know, I don't think you did mention it because it, it, I believe it's 96.2 proof. Uh, I have it here as 40% alcohol by volume. That would be 80 proof. Oh. That's what I have. I, didn't, I can't believe we didn't do the proof. Yeah, now, you see, you do. Okay, there's a difference, though. There are some reviews in some places where the bottle itself is a different bottle. The different bottle, single barrel, will give you a different level of proof. Uh. This one is bottle 138. It's 40% alcohol by volume. Wow. 40% alcohol by volume, which is 80 proof. It plays bigger than 80 proof. Mm -hmm. Certainly doesn't overwhelm. It was a very nice flavor profile. Um, The guys... When we, were, when we were going through this in the break, because we couldn't figure out where our flavors were, we checked out the people over at BreakingBourbon.com. They do an excellent, excellent job of breakdowns. And they, they were capturing some of the flavors that, that we were talking about. At one moment, uh, they thought it had both van- all three, vanilla, chocolate, and strawberry. Like, it was a Neapolitan. I'm like, <laughs> all right, I don't know what you're drinking. Because right. I did not get strawberry out of the thing at all. But they do the vanilla and chocolate. They talk about it being, you said moss. They talk about it being musty. So like we, we did pick up some of the, uh, of the right flavors. It's a wonderful uh, review if you check it out. And the one they did, which was a different bottle, was 96.2 okay. proof. So when we looked it up. But uh, you've got a little bit of water in yours. Water will bring down proof. Water will open up the whiskey. You get different flavors, different feels. Where are you at with this? Fingers Malloy took his sip. With a couple of drops of cool water. I don't know if he's happy, sad, constipated, questioning. It. Well said, Fingers Malloy. It brought out. It's sweeter now, but I can't put my finger on what that sweet. Because the vanilla is still there, but there's something else that's that's adding to the sweetness that I can't put my finger on. Um, still leathery, still oaky, but. It definitely is a sweeter bourbon or bourbon, sweeter Tennessee whiskey with a little bit of cool water in it. I'll be interested to see what you say. I got mine on, on the, the big cube. rock. Here I go. He's going in, ladies and gentlemen. He's doing what we like to call the Louisville lip. Bitter. Mm-mm. Nope. Ruined mm. it. Ruined it. Uh, it, it. There's a little more citrus. It's a bit tinny. Um, ah, nah. Ruined. <laughs> Ruined. 
with with the cube. No, no. I but I I, I would do this neat. I would do this neat all day. The question, Fingers Malloy, is it in your liquor cabinet? Well, I can tell you how much I spent on it. How, wait, how much did you spend on it? $57. Is it in your liquor cabinet for $57? Uh, probably not. Listen, I, I, I think it's definitely worth... If you, if you see it at your favorite lounge, grab a pour... Tell us what you think at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. And, and this was on sale. It was $74 on sale for 57 I think so that's a little high. $74, i would be out. $57, i would be in. Um, somewhere you're going to be like, this hits. This hits a profile that just works for me. And it's going to be one of those that people are going to be like, you drink that? And you're going to be like, oh, oh yeah, I drink that. It's going to be your thing. It's going to be your, like your... Uh, what, what 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 is it when you when you when you go to a place it's it's not it's not your it's not your celebrity crush it's your, it's not your indulgence there's a name it's your jam it, it, it could be your jam it could be your could your, be in your jam. wheelhouse it, it the, the flavors are in your wheelhouse but this is I can't think of it right now I will uh, this is that okay it's just one of those things oh, right there it's like your it's not a bad habit it's 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 your it's not a dirty little secret it's it's something like that. I could see how this could work for people. Sixty dollars a bottle. It's it's one of those things where it's like it's right at that for me that price point where I'm like, eh. is I, the Artista Midnight that at ten dollars a cigar for the Robusto fifty four by fifty with that Ecuadorian Habano wrapper that dark mottled black uh, wrapper coming in huge as we're getting into the second. I, I'll, I'll tell you something. I, we talked about this off air. It's smoking slower, stupid slow. Uh, for me, ten dollars a stick, yeah. But I would definitely not start my day off with this cigar. Mm-mm. Now, what's weird is this cigar today uh, hitting me bigger, like it's too big for me. But I haven't been hundred percent. I've been a little bit off. I haven't been sleeping well. Those things affect you, which is why we say get out the notebook, write the stuff down, because it will affect you. You're, it's real. Your your life is happening. It could be something with the family. It could be something with work. It could be whatever. And things are, you're just not 100% and the cigar won't taste right. It's why you write it down and write down all those things. That way you can go back to be like, okay, this was happening and look at the effect that it had on me. Yeah. But it's Time Fingers Malloy, by the way, Artista Cigars. This is the Midnight 54 by, uh, five inch by 54, uh, the Robusto cigar. Uh, check it out for yourself. It's time for News of the Week, Fingers. Tony, would you rather do real news or stupid news? Lately, I can't tell them apart. That's true. Let's do, let's. I'm tired of being the the bad news bear guy. The Johnny, not yeah, so good news. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there was a state by state poll of five thousand adults, and they found that the average person eats 180 slices of pizza in a single year. Really? Yes. And uh, the study went further and said Americans prefer frozen, ready-to-bake at-home pizza, 30%, uh, than they do fresh pizza in a restaurant at 26%, or even delivery pizza at 16%. you buy that? Yes. And the answer is they don't want to tip. <laughs> you think it's all about tipping? It's, it's all about the money. 100% it's all about the money. The frozen pizza convenience thing works. Mike. My, my wife is perfect. That woman is perfect. But the amount of pizza that gets ordered in my house for the kids 
maybe twice a year uh. because she is always buying some really kind of good for you, well done frozen pizza. And she's like, well, there's pizzas in the freezer. Just make a few. <laughs> it used to be, you know, one, and then they got older, so now it's now it's a few. And whenever we get to order, they're like, <laughs> just like that, because wow. it's so it's so uh, super rare. I'm like, you know what? On this, I'm not going to fight. Sure, knock yourself out. But I think it's the money. You think it's the money? Do you have a go-to brand? You don't have to mention the brand, but do you have a go-to frozen pizza brand? Trader Joe's Margarita. Really? The Trader Joe's pizzas is what we mm. we usually have in the house. What about you? Whatever's on sale. So you're proving my point. Well, it you has do nothing to do with tipping. It's just whatever's on sale. Uh, I, I I don't prefer a frozen pizza to a, res- a restaurant a pizza. A freaking tip for your delivery guy has become as much as the meal itself. That is true because they also tack on at the delivery charge. Delivery fee, service fee, the tip. There's the didn't throw it on the floor fee, didn't take a bite fee, a lot of fees. And then you, you have to count on them uh, making sure they have fresh pineapple for your pizza. Nothing wrong with pineapple on pizza. I'm just looking for the hate. Oh, are you? Yes. Oh, send your hate mail to fingers at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. Or follow me uh, at Fingers Malloy on X. You really have a weird fetish. It seems every day there's a story about the quiet quitting, and then there's the quiet working, and then there's basically everybody is saying, how can I get more for doing less? It's a classic tale. Tea, drink, smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is Fingers Malloy. Find everything at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. We've talked about the quiet quitting. And then there's uh, the people who make these outrageous demands when they want to get hired. I need this much money. I need this much vacation. Well, what's your experience? Experience? How dare you? That in and of itself is a bigoted thought. You know, it's just this unbelievably demanding world. I have a college degree and I'm just out of college. Pay me $200,000 and I want 12 weeks vacation. So this story came out in the New York Post. Why Gen Z is already feeling burnout after entering the workplace. And it dawned on me, without even reading the article, Fingers Malloy, the problem. What's the problem? The problem is we keep talking about millennials and Gen Z. (laughs) It's time to stop. The millennials that I have worked with in radio and other places, the Gen Zers I have worked with in radio and other places, have been decent, they've been good, they've been industrious. Maybe it's because of the job, maybe it's because... Of, of how I present things and the things that I need. And I'm not so much of a, in, in the workplace, a chit-chat guy. I'm in the get the work done. I'm, I'm that. I'm, I'm always that, that level of focused. But I think the problem, Fingers, is that we write articles about how dainty these people are mm-hmm. and how, how they need a safe space, as you, you hear that often, and, and how fragile and how, how they see the world different. Maybe the answer is, oh, you're burnt out after six months? Okay, I'm going back to work. And then just go back to work. Stop paying attention. Why do we spend so much time worrying about these people? Beats me. I have a soft spot for them because they've made my coffee and beer better. This is true. This is true. I'm not going to say no. But uh, listen, I, I think it's fair to say in 2023 that these kids are getting a raw deal. Uh, not only because of, yeah, yes, uh, older generations always complain about the younger generations. I feel like we're being extra harsh on, on young people. But then on top of it, you look at what they're dealing with 
between just coming out of the, the the global pandemic and how everything was locked down to, okay, you're working at home now. No, now you have to go to the office. Oh, and by the way, your rent is ridiculously high. And oh, by the way, if you want to try to buy a home, uh, good luck with that because home ownership is becoming almost unattainable for uh, young people today. And then they go to work and they're not satisfied with work. And it's like a perfect storm, a a toxic stew, if you will. They didn't have to storm the beaches at Normandy. They didn't engage trench warfare in Germany. What are we actually saying here? I don't think you're wrong that when you look at how they must see the future, I think we saw it as brighter in, in Gen X because we came of age as the innovation came of age. And we were, we were developing as it was developing. And it was all pretty cool and pretty fantastic. They have the technology as a given. It is beyond standard. As a matter of fact, it's old hat. The idea that Facebook is for old people is the greatest thing I've ever heard ever. Facebook changed the world. And your kids are like, meh. It's mid. <laughs> if you don't know what mid is, ask your kid. It's mid. Yeah. Are you kidding? As revolutionary as anything, that level of connectivity, that quick, are you not? And you're like, whatever, that's, that, that's boring. No, that, grandmas use that. Damn. I think there is an entrepreneurial streak in younger people that uh, it, it's more prevalent than... It, Where? You don't think so? There oh, I, a re- lot, there's, I reject that. Really? I mean, you the, the, amount, to me the amount of people that are, are, are saying to themselves, you know what, I'm not going to uh, do the corporate thing. I'm going to try to figure out a way uh, to carve my own path. And wh- whether it's uh, buying and selling on Amazon, uh, doing the, the eBay retailer uh, route. Being content uh, creators and, yeah. and things like that. Okay, I can give there. But the amount of people really making money at that stuff, and I'm not saying they shouldn't try. I talk to my kids about content creation. Who am I to say? Who am I to say? How much money do Logan and Jake Paul have? Who am I to I went into radio like a schmuck. Who am I to say? People often tell me, fingers, radio's the future. Do they? Yes, that's what they say. But the, the vast majority, they don't want to start a business. They want to get paid for not doing much now as i just said in my experience the people i have seen are industrious but i haven't seen them have an entrepreneurial mind i haven't witnessed that and i don't even know if the content creator sees it as entrepreneurial not everybody is mr beast man Uh, it, it, it if they can just make a couple of bucks they're they're fine with it that's part of the the side hustle that so many people are 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 looking to have because uh, maybe they aren't happy at work. The other thing I wonder, Tony, is you know the, the idea, and this isn't just uh, with 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 generation uh, or the millennials or, or Gen Z. You started to see it with our generation, Generation X. People aren't staying with companies for 30, 40 years anymore and, and retiring with that company. I, I wonder if you were brought up from the very beginning with the mindset of you're always going to be looking for the next thing, if that also makes for, uh, for uh, an environment that will quickly make you burn out. I, I don't know. I, 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 it, 
nobody has been staying with the company for 40 years, for the last 40 years. That, that has certainly been something that's, that's been on the outs. But I want to go back to the idea that somehow uh, they're turning to content creation because they don't like their job. No, no, no. I, I would argue that the content creating they're doing, they're making enough to buy a beer and enough to do some basic stuff and get a new piece of equipment, and that's enough for them. I question whether or not there really is the, attain- the, the, the rational goal. If you tell me uh, your, 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 your sixth grade kid is going to be an NBA player, no, they're not. The vast majority aren't. What are their plans when that does not work out, when they blow out their knee, etc.? Your kid is going to be the next great content creator. They're going to be they're, right until they're not. What happens after that? But what if they could just squeak out some basics? I think what's happening is they're, they're okay with squeaking out the basics. They're fine with that, and that's enough. What happens when your seventh or eighth grader talks about wanting to be a content creator, but then their platform that they want to be a content creator turns into Facebook, where they're like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a TikToker, and then 15 years from now, oh, TikTok, that's for old people. You know, the, the, it, you bring up a good point when TikTok is now uh, out, out of fashion, and it's uh, talk tick. Oh, the talk tick. Everybody's on the talk tick. No one's on the TikTok. Right. I right? Mean, what happens? Well, the thing, things changed. We, there was the horse and buggy before it was the car. So, and, and by the way, somebody introduced the first flying car. It will actually start going into production in like two years. I read that story. Uh, the Jetsons lied. It's true. I just want to be clear about that. I just don't see the, uh, this group as an entrepreneurial group. I see them as having more and more options for levels of subsistence farming. But I don't know. Or I'm totally misjudging the amount of money is being, that is being spent on OnlyFans. When are you going to open your OnlyFans account? It's, it's, I'm due. I am due. And I have bought something not low cut just for the occasion. Is it tasteful? Well, no. The George Dickel Tennessee Whiskey Single Barrel, aged at least 15 years, comes in at $74 a bottle, but Fingers found it on sale for $57. It's interesting. It is interesting. Fingers got the leather and, and, and the wood out of that. It was, it was, and and, the and vanilla, yeah. Vanilla. I got vanilla and chocolate out of it. Interesting. Not necessarily in the liquor cabinet. That's really going to depend on your palate. But the Artista series, the Midnight, which is that Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, that, that, that dark, dark Maduro, this is a nice Robusto. It's playing a little big for me right now, but that could just be how I'm feeling. You'll find this at your local tobacconist, Artista, Midnight, ArtistaCigars.com, and find us over at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Follow Eat, Drink, Smoke on social media, on Twitter, at Go Eat, Drink, Smoke. On Facebook, Facebook.com slash Eat Drink Smoke, and Instagram at Eat Drink Smoke Podcast.